0: Hey, guys, check it out. December 8th in New York City, the Soho Forum is hosting a debate on the resolution. While vaccine mandates are an infringement on freedom, some are justified due to their big payoff in lives saved. For the affirmative will be George Mason law professor Ela Soman. And for the negative, our friend Angela McCardle, chair of the Libertarian Party of Los Angeles County and declared candidate for national chair of the Libertarian Party the uh, live debate will be at the sheen center and of course yes they do have the vaccine restrictions at the sheen center but they do not at gene epstein's apartment they're going to have a live viewing party at gene's house so people who oppose the mandates can watch the debate about the mandates and so find out everything you need to know all about it at the sohoforum.org that's this december the 8th in new york and the full interview archive is also available at youtube.com slash Scott Horton Show. All right, y'all, introducing Patricia Hines. She is a retired environmental engineer and professor of environmental health. And uh, she, uh, one of her books is The Recurring Silent Spring. And she's got this piece out called The Burn Pits at Truth Dig." um it's from 2017 you can read about that uh, but uh our friend sam husseini put out a press release about some news along the lines burn pits federal government finally helping vets suffering from military pollution well it's 2021 better late than never welcome to the show patricia how are you doing
1: i'm fine thank you and thanks for this opportunity
0: uh, really happy to have you here. So um, this is such an important issue. Can you tell us uh, just how much credit do they deserve, even at this late date? Are they really going to get it done now and trying to take care well, of it? Well, it
1: is a late date. This has been since 1990, uh, with the first Gulf War, and then with all of our wars in the Middle East and Southwest Asia since then. But the, shall I go back and just describe what these burn pits are? Absolutely. And the, well, the, the waste, solid and toxic waste that goes into them. Uh, I do want to give credit to the book, The Burn Pits, The Poisoning of American Soldiers by Joseph Hickman. He mm-hmm. was, uh, he's a retired Marine and um, also put some time in the army. Uh, and he was the great reveal. whistleblower
0: on the CIA murders at Guantanamo Bay in 2006, by the way, too. He
1: was said. just, Oh, Joseph Hickman. Oh, yes, absolutely.
0: And in fact, when people read about that, it's the other Scott Horton, not me, but the law professor from Columbia who wrote all this about Hickman in Harper's, and he wrote a whole other book about that as well.
1: Well, that's great. So, and I'll God. just add that Hickman himself, uh, from his exposures uh, in in war, uh, he, he himself has some, you might call them uh, disabilities, but I mean, obviously did not impede his writing a very informative Book and one which ultimately has some consequence. But let's first of all talk about what what are in these pits. These were open fire pits operated on more than 230 U.S. military bases uh, during the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, and then all of the places where the military, the bases in neighboring countries, where uh, the U.S. military had posted soldiers. Now, every kind of waste from plastics, batteries, old ordnance, asbestos, pesticide containers and tires to biomedical, chemical and nuclear waste, dead animals, human waste, body parts and corpses. All of it was incinerated in these pits. Um, Did I mention? Yes, there were 230 of them. And apparently the estimate is at 3.5 million of US soldiers on those bases were exposed. Now they, they say the waste was incinerated, but that's actually misleading. It suggests an enclosed burning facility with pollution controls. But these, you know, they were barbaric burn pits. The thing is, they were dug on military bases in the midst of where these soldiers lived. So their housing, their workplace, their dining facilities. And consequently, um, there was a ton of waste, uh, 10 tons of waste per soldier on base. And these were burned every day, all day and blackening the air, but also the coating Uh, clothing, bed, desks, dining halls, et cetera, with ash. And the ash would have contained hundreds of toxins and carcinogens. So, of course, they were in violation of anything um, waste uh, disposal facility we would build here, except that I have read that there were waste pits on U.S. military bases here in the United (laughs) States. Yeah,
0: don't underestimate them. (laughs) Um, That's right. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah. I think I think it's a very important distinction you make there about incineration that maybe it does call the mind like a cremation chamber or something with these ultra hot gas jets completely obliterating everything. But as you're yeah. saying here, they're just dousing this stuff with diesel fuel and burning it. In other words, right. it's very incomplete burning and
1: very and incomplete. Much combustion. of it is being
0: turned to smoke rather than light and heat and water vapor.
1: Yeah, So you would expect, wouldn't you, that the effects that the VA thus far, and I want to come back to the VA and its role in this, but thus far, they've identified three respiratory illnesses that they will give disability for asthma, rhinitis, and sinusitis for veterans who've been Uh, in both of those uh, wars and also on the 230 military bases since 1990. But I want to say, because you brought this up earlier, well, this has been what, 30 years since these soldiers were on those bases. I mean, the, the ones who were there first. And that's about the same amount of time that it took the government to do something about Agent Orange exposure. And in fact, the VA dragged its feet, so did the environmental, uh, so did the executive department, uh, executive office of the United States. And um, it was not until, the, I'm talking Agent Orange, till 1991 when uh, US Congressional's insisted Kerry was one of them. He had been a veteran of that war, insisted that there be legislation because the the um, rest of the government was foot dragging, and so in 1991 the Agent Orange Congressional Act was passed. Now that is what we need for the burn pits and the exposures. Um, and essentially it required that every two years since that was passed there there be, uh, well, first of all, every year there'll be continuing research done on the health effects of those soldiers exposed to Agent Orange and that the reports come out every two years. They also presume that every soldier on base in Vietnam was exposed to Agent Orange. And I'm, I'm telling this so that this, this is the model that we should have for the burn pits exposure, that everyone on base uh, was uh, presumed exposed, that there'd be ongoing research, and that once there is a strong enough correlation, uh, statistical correlation between the health effects and those who were in Vietnam, that that those soldiers with those health effects get both the health care they should and disability payments as well. Mm -hmm. Well, in the case of the burn pits, thus far, number one, you have to have a registry and only one in 12 who were in uh, since 1990 exposed on basis to burn pits have registered, but it is presumed, as I mentioned earlier, that three and a half million uh, have have been exposed. Um, and so uh, in addition to the three rhinitis, sinusitis, and asthma, it is through reports of soldiers themselves thought that there are uh, very rare cancers. And one is a cancer of the brain that it is suspected that President Biden's son, Beau, who served some time, at a base in Iraq, I believe it was, uh, that he was exposed and he died of a, a rare brain cancer that is apparently linked with these burn pits, not yet by the VA, but by others who have done studies. I do want to add that, There were were some bases that were much more perilous than others, and that's because they were built on the remnants of Iraqi military bases that had been bombed by the U.S., flattened by our airstrikes. Now, a handful of these bases, at least five, had contained stockpiles of old chemical warfare weapons, and among them, the nerve agent sarin and the blistering agent mustard gas. So it is thought that soldiers who served at uh, that handful of bases that we bombed uh, with immense negligence, knowing that soldiers were uh, soldiers were nearby, um, that it is they who are suspected of uh, having been exposed. Well, to these nerve agents, and um, uh, among the effects would be this rare brain cancer, and apparently. Biden's son was stationed at one of these bases. So uh, essentially, um, it it is a replication of uh, the Vietnam War. And I do want to add that our country, uh, with all of its 800 military bases across the world, as well as hundreds in this country, uh, but in the other countries, let's just say Japan, uh, the Philippines, our agreements with those countries is that if we close a base, if we leave, we do not have to clean them up. We leave our waste there and the country cleans it up. So I do oh, want to make Don't worry, they're statement. not
0: closing them. So it won't be well, an issue. You know, just they, did, they,
1: they did in the Philippines.
0: Yeah. No, and
1: no. yeah, and that's where, you know, uh, all the, and, and they did in Vietnam. And uh, this is, you know, they left their their waste. In Afghanistan. In <laughs> Oh, right. Afghanistan, too. They, yeah. I mean, there were there were these same burn pits there. Yeah. We left our weapons, but we also left our waste.
0: Hang on just one second. Hey, y'all check out the dot com. Did you know pot's legal everywhere now? Well, see, it's the Delta eight loophole. The law says Delta nine is a crime. So this new isomer is just fine. And the hemp dot com has got you covered. They have all kinds of flavors of bud and gummies and all those things. Use coupon code Horton and get 15% off. Free shipping on any order over $90. Drink less, smoke more pot. Get your Delta 8 cannabis at thehempspot.com, but spell V-T-H-C. Hey guys, Scott Horton here from Mike Swanson's great book, The War State. It's about the rise of the military-industrial complex and the power elite after World War II, during the administrations of Harry Truman, Dwight Eisenhower, and Jack Kennedy. It's a very enlightening take on this definitive era on America's road to world empire. The War State by Mike Swanson. Find it in the right-hand margin at scotthorton.org. Some of y'all have a problem. You've got chickens, but you don't want to stand around throwing food at them all day because of all the important stuff you have to do. Well, the solution to that is to get the Free Range Feeder from freerangefeeder.com the all stainless steel free range feeder has been developed to satisfy the needs of the poultry chicken hobbyist and the homesteader. The convertible design allows for four different mounting methods. Go to freerangefeeder.com Scott or use promo code Scott to get 10% off and get the free ebook. Subscribe to their newsletter to immediately receive your free copy of Getting Started with Backyard Chickens. That's freerangefeeder.com slash Scott. And, and you know, so Joe I Biden, just, by the way, in an interview with uh PBS, I'm sorry, was it PBS or NPR? It was NPR. Uh, oh hell. It was one of the two. Said that it was he knows what you say about Bo, and he knows because he read the burn pits too. Someone finally pointed out to him Hey, you know, there's a chapter in this book about you right?
1: Uh-huh. Oh.
0: I should have Googled yeah, it because I where, thought I yeah, knew it that, off the top of my head, but I can't remember now if it was NPR or PBS.
1: Okay, that's where I first came across it was Mm -hmm. because I learned that there were these rare brain cancers that were showing up as some of those So maybe that's what's making
0: the difference now is that the president's attention has been drawn to this subject for very personal reasons. So he told the VA, do something about this, please, and they're now doing something about it. Is that the point?
1: I can believe that, and I've heard uh, him make statements, or I've read, you know, about statements that he's made, which he did not, you know, at the time that I read the burn pits, uh, but he, he must have read it subsequently, and acknowledged, yes, I can believe that there was a, some fire lit ben, beneath the VA. But the fact is, the VA thinks, they say, that we need a congressional act in order to do this, uh, cover this more thoroughly, like for Agent Orange. So I'll just quickly run through the the various legislation, Yeah, all of a sudden I'll just add, you're right, There is it's got traction, it's moving. And so here are some of the bills that have been filed and uh, successfully passed in the House. Uh, Representative Raul Ruiz has three bills that have passed in the House as part of the defense bill. And uh, the first would be mandatory training for all medical providers working under DOD on health effects of burn pits. So this would be to train medical providers to recognize what are likely impacts and effects, health effects of of, uh, exposure to the burn pits. The second would require the DOD to include in their budget request to Congress an estimate for the funding of incinerators and waste-to-energy disposal alternatives to the burn pits. And the third would require the DOD and VA to expand the registry to include soldiers who have been on bases in Syria and Egypt. But in addition to that, uh, there's a lot of optimism around two other bills, uh, one, one in the House, one in the Senate, and it's Senator Tester and Representative Takaro uh, in the House who have submitted very similar bills that they feel can easily be reconciled. Um, And they they are akin to the Agent Orange Congressional Act of 1991. Number one, that anyone who has served on these bases in the Middle East uh, and uh, Southwest Asia since 1990 are presumed exposed. So that's 300, 3.5 million of uh, veterans. Second, more ongoing You know research. what? You should,
0: uh, oh, I'm sorry. I know it's not your bill, but uh, they should uh, maybe add, throw Kosovo in there too, right? Can't bond steal and all that. I'm sure they do it the same way there. In fact, I think Bo Biden was deployed there before he was deployed to Iraq.
1: Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And I found no my footnote.
0: It was PBS. Judy Woodruff interviewed Biden oh, and Biden okay. brought up the book, but I'm sorry. Please yeah. go ahead.
1: No, but that's a good point about Kosovo. At, and uh, right now the focus is on, I know that it's on the Middle East and Southwest Asia, but um, that there is more ongoing research for illnesses, including respiratory and cancers. See, that, that, that is desperately what's needed. And it got aggressively started, as I mentioned with Agent Orange, and this is what they need to light a fire under these bills and get that research going. Um, Then also course coverage for health effects and disability effects. Once there is a significant correlation uh, between an illness discovered uh, through studying these uh, soldiers and also studying, they'll probably do this research on animals, uh, but there, there is disability benefits for them. And both of these uh, in uh, the Senator and the rep are very optimistic about reconciling the two and about the passage. So yes, I think your point is good that uh, having a president who now strongly suspects uh, that his son died from exposure to these burn pits, I'm sure that gives um, some um, mobility to the likelihood of the passage of these bills. Um, I I just wanna say though, uh, on behalf of veterans. Uh, now, I, I am a um, pacifist. Uh, there may be exceptions, but not in my lifetime. Um, and I, at the same time, I feel that our military, which is the greatest polluter in the world, and including climate change, um, that our military, you know, will train somebody for three months and throw them into a war, then bring them home and ignore them. And, you uh, it's uh, the Gulf War syndrome, for example. I just checked this before our, our talk. 44% of soldiers who served in uh, the first Gulf War have are disabled by Gulf War syndrome. And then you think, what the hell did we do to them there? Well, for one, um, a lot of pesticide exposure that was on the part of the military. And for another... Uh, we bombed, uh, these were old chemical weapons sites very near where the soldiers were based. And so they were exposed to sarin, mustard gas, et This is This is after years of research is, is the uh, conclusion of what has called this m- sort of multiple syndrome of effects called the Gulf War syndrome. But, but we, we basically bring them home and let them fall apart uh, after, after the wars that we have sent them to with three months training. And it takes it, it, it takes uh, badgering, uh, uh, the VA, uh, DOD, and it takes some advocates for these veterans, often they're veterans themselves who are in Congress, for them to get the kind of care that they should be getting the rest of their lives. So it's a negligent, the DOD is not only too big, it is negligent, interested in war, but not in its veterans.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, and it's always been like that too. It's a real shame. And, you know, I know a guy who was downwind from the Camasia bunker when they detonated it in 1991 with just plain old conventional TNT explosives when they should have used some kind of massive implosion bomb or better, they should have driven that stuff away in trucks. You know, and instead, uh, you know, these guys got doused with at least burned mm-hmm. sarin, which is poisonous enough to yes. cause some real problems for people. Nerve and,
1: agent, yeah, it's a nerve but, agent. I, I also there was just, a study uh, too
0: in the '90s about anti-sarin pills that were supposed to protect you from sarin. That that might have caused some real damage as well.
1: Yes. Yeah, you've done your homework. I came across that myself, but uh, just online, but not in any of the um, the books that I've read and reviewed. Mm-hmm. But um, I think um, that we we are so infected um, uh, as a country with our image of essentially securing the world through our military. And most of our congressionals have bought into that. So they passed that defense act, adding more money to it. So we have a real problem that is not limited to the pollution that we cause across the world. I mean, first of all, the model of power that this country operates with in the world And at this point, if you read DOD's uh, newsletter as I do every day, uh, we are preparing for war with China. And this is in the midst of a a climate crisis that may undo us, I mean, the entire world uh, before we get to war with China. But do we have resources enough to plan and, and operate a war against China when the world is falling apart from climate crisis, and our country is falling apart in terms of its own infrastructure, and in terms of the violence we perpetrate in the world coming home. As we see in the school shootings that happened yesterday, we the record number of guns in the country and the record number of homicides. Yep. So it's yep. all with peace. That's yeah, it's what happens a- when
0: your empire falls. You know?
1: Yes, as it as it begins to fall apart, which it which it is doing, yeah. yeah. But you know what—that that saying, "What goes around comes around," and uh, the violence in this country, or that we we experience the most, uh, the, the highest prevalence of violence, uh, yep. human violence on humans, uh, of any uh, developed country in the world, the most people in prison. I mean, all of these are impacts and effects. That, that are uh, organically linked to a heavily militarized country. Yep. But our dilemma is the military is still one of, if not the most popular institution in the country, and that we have both parties are, uh, basically have bought into the paradigm of national security through. Right. Um, Although, you yeah.
0: know what, after the last 20 years, they're only the most popular by default. Uh, <laughs> and they're still, uh, you know, everybody else is doing worse no than them. But yeah, com- <laughs> but, but confidence in the Pentagon has really fallen and probably, with you know, in the minds of the enlisted men before the rest of us, too. But listen, I'm sorry. I know that you got to go and I actually got to go, too. But thank you so much for doing the show today. I really appreciate it. It's such an important subject And I'm really glad to hear that uh, there's some progress being made here. So appreciate it very much.
1: Thank you, you, Scott. I really enjoyed our our talk together. You're very informed.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, you guys, that is Patricia Hines. And you can find this great piece that she wrote back in uh, 2017 at truthdig.com, The Burn Pits. The Scott Horton Show, Anti-War Radio, can be heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA. APSradio.com antiwar.com, scotthorton.org, and Libertarian